You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. So two things stood out to me, Dan, and, and Albert Breer's report on MMQB. I think it was in a mailbag, actually, on his Twitter feed. Number one, the report that the Bears will have a quarterback plan in place by the time they get to the Indianapolis Combine next week. And number two, they began fielding trade possibilities and offers for Justin Fields at the Senior Bowl. I don't know what that means in terms of fielding offers or talking about it. It could be just loose conversation, but I don't think it was anything concrete. How did you interpret both of those? Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to find the exact language. I don't have it in front of me as we speak here, but I think he said something to the effect that that, that there were uh, trade inquiries discussed at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. And I think there's a very, very important discussion or distinction between trade inquiries and trade offers. We know the uh, uh, an inquiry is notable, an offer is significant, you know, and so, so we're in the, the, the phase of trying to turn notable into significant, and I don't think it would be any surprise that teams would approach Ryan Poles and his cohorts in uh, the pre-draft circuit and say, hey, what, what are you thinking? Uh, is, is Justin Fields up for trade? And if so, what, what, are you guys, what are you guys looking for in that regard? That's a whole different conversation than, hey, we're going to offer you a 204 and uh, listen to your counters for, for, for anything you'd want back for your current QB1. And so um, those conversations, by all accounts, figure to accelerate, intensify, escalate next week. Uh, at this time next week, I'll be in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine. That's the the place where um, rumor and reality mingle, and, and a lot of conversation is had, and a lot of discussion happens. We know what happened a year ago when Ryan Poles set up shop in his hotel room in Indianapolis and started having conversations with people around the league about last year's number one pick, and ultimately uh, got up in his hotel s- suite and 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 began to sense uh, multiple suitors and eventually started to sense that there was a desperation coming out of Charlotte from, from Panthers owner David Tepper to find his uh, forever quarterback as soon as possible. Ryan Poles used that to his advantage and, and negotiated an incredible trade. They got the Bears a ton that they're still cashing in on, including this year's number one pick, which they're going to be able to do more with. So anyway, that's a long roundabout way of saying that, that all of these things should become a little bit more clear or at least a little more um, advanced as we get into to, to the middle and end of combine week next week, as for the bears locking in their quarterback plans, that's interesting to me, David, because there's a lot more to go here in terms of their evaluation of the quarterbacks in this class, be it at the combine, be it at 
uh, private workouts, be it at the pro days, be it at top 30 visits at Hallis Hall. There's a lot to sift through before you lock any of those in. You're probably going to have a plan A, and then you obviously at all times during the the off season, you need to have uh, adjustability for fluidity and contingency plans ready. And I think that's all in progress right now. I, I can't believe that they would have their plans finalized by the combine. And here's why. They're still going to go to a pro day. They're still going to have quarterbacks in for a visit. My sense is that they still are doing those things because they're continuing the vetting process. Yeah. You may have a plan, and maybe the plan is to, okay, uh, April 10th, go to L.A. for Caleb Pro Day. Um, March 31st, bring it. You know, it, it could be an agenda. Right. That, that would be fine. That would be yeah. fine. But by I think some people have taken liberties here by saying when they say they finalize their plan, they know what they're going to do. Well, the, so there's a couple parts to this that, that I think are worth addressing. First of all, on the on the topic of fluidity, I mean, think about what happened. I think it was either the the might have been the Wednesday morning of Combine Week a year ago, where all of a sudden, uh, just hours before Jalen Carter was supposed to step out on a podium and talk to the assembled media at the Scouting Combine, a report surfaced out of Atlanta that he was involved in a fatal car accident while. Uh, a, a player in the, the Georgia program. And so all right. of a sudden, Jalen Carter's entire pre-draft process took an abrupt U-turn, you know, and it was a detour that ultimately ended in, with him slipping down the draft board in a position where the Bears ultimately passed on him at number nine and traded back uh, and, and took Darnell Wright in the top 10. Uh, so that you, you always have to, to keep yourself <laughs> open-minded enough to know that there's curveballs that happen at all times of the year and they could happen within the next eight or nine weeks. On top of that, I think you could potentially have talked to enough outside teams to say, okay, here's what we know is on the table from interested parties as far as a trade offer for Justin Fields. Here is where our current evaluations of this quarterback class sit. Are we comfortable enough with those two things to say, hey, we're ready to go down this path and and, and trade Justin Fields away? Because look, for the Bears to get the maximum haul back mm -hmm. for Justin Fields, mm -hmm. I think that probably happens before free agency kicks into high gear, you know, when, when you still have the opportunity to, to, to kind of dictate the price before teams are, are filling their holes and there's more suitors. The problem with that, again, is it, it, it doesn't leave you a ton of flexibility unless you feel like, hey, we're, we're fine taking any of these three top quarterbacks in this class and, and, and moving on from Justin Fields no matter what happens and we're willing to accept this offer and go down that direction. It's going to be really fascinating to see how Ryan eventually does this dance. Along those lines, this is the exact wording from Albert Breer in MMQB because it was talking about the timing of such things because of, let's look at the available free agent quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins, right? Russell Wilson could be out there. Right. Justin Fields would be the third. Those are going to be the big three. I, those are going to be the big three quarterbacks. So uh, Albert Breer says this verbatim. Such is the case with the Bears and Justin Fields, with the team having gotten a little insight into what his trade value may be. Chicago staffers got inquiries from other teams on Fields in Mobile. And while the Bears haven't shopped Fields, those conversations did allow the team to start to gauge the 2021 first-rounders worth out there on the market. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. The Bears are meeting over the next couple weeks to finalize plans at quarterback with the expectation that they'll have the plan in place in Indianapolis next week. So be really I nice think, to hear that plan next week in Indianapolis. I, and for, from what we I, talked about at this outset, if we, I, if we got some crystal clear clarity at the end of February, it would really make for a, a, a much more uh, purposeful and direction led <laughs> lead up to the draft. I still would be surprised by that. Now Agreed. I think it does make sense for teams if they want to, uh, lock in and what their quarterback futures are going to look like. I think we talk about that and three teams come to mind. Obviously, the Atlanta Falcons, not just because of the social media activity and Instagram likes, but the Atlanta Falcons need a quarterback. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been rumored. I think that's probably a bit, bit more of a long shot. And also the Las Vegas Raiders, although I don't know about that one because Luke Getze was introduced last Friday as the team's new offensive coordinator. And I don't think that's a marriage that they want to go down. Uh, I don't think those are uh, vows that want to be renewed, either, either case. So the Falcons look like the team that is most likely to be interested, but I I don't know that. That's pure speculation, and based on a couple conversations with people who are speculating as well. I, are you I, talking about the same Luke Getze, who is uh, the primary culprit that that wronged Justin Fields in his two seasons with with, with the quarterback? Is that, that, is would, that the one you're talking about? That, that would that would be the accomplice. Yes, that okay. that would be the accomplice to um, the crimes committed by the Bears' offense in 2023. I don't know how much I, what I would charge him with. Um, I don't know if he would be the primary felon, but I do think that he has received much of the blame, which is remarkable because the I Raiders- thought he was going to be in prison. I was surprised <laughs> the Raiders were able to hire him, given the, the way the case was laid out against him. For so He's got a good lawyer. He's got a good yeah, lawyer. Man. Not only a good lawyer, he's got an agent that got him a job really quickly, despite <laughs> despite those those high crimes that you just uh, you just mentioned. By the way, quick segue or quick <laughs> quick departure. So, Luke Getzey said very nice things about Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, do you think that he didn't have to do that? Do you think it's just because he's a professional? Because I think he, it's sincere. I, th- I I think I think that the the this like severe fracture that was perceived by people in the relationship between Luke and, and Justin was it's, it's become incredibly exaggerated uh, based on conversations I've had with, 
people across the building at Hallis Hall uh, that have been there in the last year. The other part of this is, uh, you know, Colleen Kane did a really good story uh, leading up to Justin's home finale uh, right before New Year's Eve. Where, where, where Justin, I, I don't have it in front of me, um, but but Justin had one of the most telling quotes of of all the telling quotes of the entire 2023 season when he said, sometimes Luke calls bad plays and they don't work. And sometimes Luke calls good plays and I make mistakes and they don't work that way. And so we're both at fault and we're both responsible for the struggles of this offense. And I'm paraphrasing here, obviously, but it was, it was along the lines of that, where it was, it was a very grounded and reasonable um, admission and acknowledgement of what, the situation was for the bears in 2023. And so when Luke speaks highly of Justin, I think he had great admiration for all the things that we've expressed admiration for his ability to come to work, his ability to reset his ability to lead a locker room, even when his own play wasn't at its highest levels. There's a lot of things to like about Justin Fields. Luke gets, liked a lot of those things. And now it's, it's time um, for Luke to start new in Las Vegas. And to yep. your point, as you rattled off some of those other teams, um, I think it's time for Justin to start anew with a new coordinator somewhere else. And so, David, you essentially named three teams. The Raiders, we're both sitting here with an educated guest saying, cross them off the list. And then that's the Steelers and the Falcons. Well, the Falcons, being from Justin's home state and having this full uh, offensive roster of weapons seem appealing, but they also hired Zach Robinson to run their offense, who's a disciple of the the Sean McVay tree, which has been an offense that the Bears tried running with Justin Fields, and it didn't quite work because Justin's skill set doesn't quite marry up with the things that that offense asks the quarterback to do to produce at a high level. And so that's something that has to be taken into consideration. Will Zach Robinson show great adaptability and flexibility if he wants Justin Fields to change the entire roots of, of what his system is? Or will he say, look, like I've watched the tape and I see that there are flaws within Justin's games that don't translate to what we want to do offensively. And the Falcons say, we'll take a pass at which point, point this game of musical chairs that we're talking about gets a little more complex and i think that's going to be fascinating here in the coming weeks to see who has chairs available and how quickly justin's able to sit down in one of those chairs it's a really good point about zach taylor and i'm not saying you're doing this but i do zach think robinson. That, i'm sorry zach robinson yeah zach robinson uh and the mcveigh influence i do think that we tend to overstate and want to make the perfect fit with player and scheme or coach uh, and scheme. And we marry those two things together so tightly because if I'm Zach Robinson and I'm looking at uh, tape of Justin Fields and I'm looking at tape of Desmond Ritter, or I'm looking at tape of another free agent quarterback who we may or not, may not be able to afford or, or get, I can learn to love Justin Fields. And I think coaches do that all the time. And I think players learn to adapt. Now, is it going to be perfect? Probably not. You're never going to have the perfect marriage between skill and scheme. But I do think you're going to have probably a coach in Robinson, much like the, the situation in, in Chicago. Let's face it, the, we don't know yet uh, if Justin Fields is going to be going or staying. But if he stayed, hypothetically, Shane Waldron could coach Justin Fields well. And I, I don't. I think we tend to sometimes over, overstate how how much those two skills, those two things have to be married together. If you have a dynamic player who's going to be progressing and maturing and, and improving, then I think that you can find a good play caller 
to take advantage of those. Skills. You can you can try. You can try. You can certainly try. But I, I do think that the marriage of system and, and skills is is paramount in this league. And and you know, Justin has things within his games, whether it's the inability to make anticipatory throws, whether it's the inability to do things quickly, make decisions quickly, you know, even just the mechanics of his delivery, speeding that up to a way that, you know, we watched it, David, in week 18 up at Lambeau Field where Jordan Love it just bang, bang, you know, see it, throw it, uh, get the ball, make some of these quick game throws, be able to do things at, at, a, at a quickness that allows you to have success. That's paramount in the McVay system. It's just absolutely paramount. And if Justin can't do that, well, now you're devising an entirely new offense around him, which somebody may want to do. And we'll see which direction it goes to, to the concept of this musical chairs. You named Cousins, Russell Wilson, and, and Fields as three of the headliners in the game of musical chairs that's going to be played around uh, the NFL. You all, you can throw in Baker Mayfield in that list, though. I fully expect him to, to re-sign in, in Tampa. Ryan Tannehill's going to be floating out there. Joe Flacco may be interested in, in getting a job somewhere. I don't think he'll be signed as a starter, but certainly a guy that will be out there to be had. You add in Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, J.J. McCarthy, all of a sudden we're up to 11 names, right, of, of, of guys who are potentially in the party room to play the game of musical chairs. And then you go down the list league-wide of the teams that are absolutely 100% going after a quarterback in this cycle, you know, between free agency and the draft and trades. And all of a sudden you go, okay, well, where does this all stop? Like somebody's going to be left out when, when the music stops. I'm not saying it's going to be fields. I'm not going to say it's going to be saying it's the bears, but when you talk to people around the league right now, there is not a robust market of teams that are going to be charging out the front door of their facility and banging on the hotel room door of Ryan Poles next week to go, we got to have Justin tell us what you need for him. And so that's going to be just a dynamic that people have to be aware of as Ryan tries to make the best decision going forward.